This is an episode on the first commandment. Beginning our series. Na, 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 na. No. Yeah. Go. Just go. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, elder candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. What is up? Nothing, man. This feels good. Yeah. Everything feels right. Back this on track. Right. Got a plan. We've mm. mapped out a bunch of episodes. That's it. That's Getting it. organized. Getting organized. Getting back into that the swing of things. We had to because you were gone for so long. Everything fell apart. And, well, yes, because yeah. I'm gone. I know. That's just it. So I think now we realize who the real host is of Doctrine and Devotion. Thank you for acknowledging that. Oh, no. I'm the host. That's what no, I'm no, saying. No, but I'm not motivated host. as the a host unless host. my sidekick is here. No, see, yeah, sidekick. But uh, Batman is still Batman without Robin. Yeah, Robin. But he yeah, no, but he doesn't want to do anything. No, no. See, you could have like, Ro- you know, you know no, the listen, thing about Robin. I just want you to know, you could have done your own thing. You could have been a Nightwing, but you decided oh, to stay so in my cheesy. shadows. Yeah, and so I stay in the shadows because I'm Batman. I'm Batman. No, Batman, Batman stays in the yo, shadows. You, you as Nightwing, you're the, you you're the glory Robin, grabbing Robin. You you're the glory grabbing Batman. Robin with your fancy shiny so you suit. Know what, though? I just Mine's want... all black and gray. And you're just like <laughs> yellow and orange. You're like a peacock. Hey, everybody, check me out. I'm a superhero. That's the difference between us. Hey, man, you know what? I, all right, so Robin, continue. I am super pumped about the Doctrine and Devotion Conference that's happening in New Zealand. Oh my! I don't even. <laughs> I, I. How did I even get invited? That's the thing. I don't know. Well, no, I. I, I invited you. I said I won't come without my sidekick. So then, uh, Doctor White, uh, I'm sorry because apparently you offended Joe so much last year that he got you booted. Listen, and they replaced you with a. When I'm James. on the main stage with Doctor White, I look dumb. When I'm on the main stage with you. You look, I look ugly. Like I look ugly, but smart. So you know that's what I'm really. You know thinking. words. I I, I got you. I got, I got, got some words. So all right. So we're going. This this be great. So it's 2017, Wellington, yes. New Zealand. So we're going to hang out with some of the coolest Christian people that I. And by coolest, I just mean they're awesome, godly, fun people. Yeah, they're really nice individuals, from what I understand, from a distance I've seen. So it's so funny because you weren't there last time, but I feel like because I experienced it, so I just feel like you were there too. And I realized, like, you have not been to this place yet. Because we do everything together. Yeah, we, we do do everything together. It's, so, it's, uh, the, it's dude, the food is off the hook there. I'm the ready for it. The coffee is amazing. I'm ready. And uh, they have earthquakes, so that's cool. You know what, though? Let's, there are, there's, there's, will, there's you will that. definitely feel an earthquake. <laughs> like, how, how big of an earthquake are we going to have? Well, make? I don't know. Enough for you to feel it. Well, so th- but here's the well, thing. So it's going to be Dr. Jim Renahan. Oh, Jim the man. Uh, it's going to be Jimmy Fofo. Fofo in the house. And it's going to be me. And we're going to be. And Robin's f- going to be there as well. Focusing on, on Reformation, on the Reformation in general. But but we're going to specifically kind of take it in some some key directions. I'm just going to tease a couple of the titles. Now, there's going to be 10 sessions. 10 sessions between the three of us. Yep. And then plus there's going to be like live D&D podcasts. My goodness. Be- so they want me to do eight sessions and Joe to do one. Dr. Yeah. Renahan's going to do half I a one. I have no. to clean up for him. They definitely don't want you to do. Yeah, I'm doing eight. No. Seven? No. Six. No, less. Well, listen, there, Five? there's 10. I know. And there's three of us. Uh, so we got to share it. So we're each getting three, and we're going to do a third of one. And then, 3. Well, 3. I'll 3 do three four, meeting. 
and then you'll do three, and Jim will do it. But listen, you're doing oh, this. You're so doing you're it. the top builder. Well, I mean, somebody's got to be the big dog in the house, you know. Uh, and, uh, I'm going to give that title to Dr. Rennie. Yes, he would be. For some reason, <laughs> they've asked me to do four. So uh, I'm just. Uh, we've got a bunch of great topics. Um, I'm super excited. So I'm just going to tease. Just tease a few. Tease a couple. One each, okay? All right, one each. And listen. If you guys are in Australia, we have a lot of listeners from Australia. Oh, yeah. You need to make your way to New Zealand. Oh, yeah. And maybe next year we can hit New Zealand. But no, Australia. No, Australia. Yeah, Australia. All right. Wait, we're doing this again next year? Oh, we'll do it every year, man. But there are earthquakes. Yeah. And like, All right, do you know how much thing. money just they pay us to do this? It. You know how much money they pay us to do this? There, there's an honorarium? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm like, there you nothing. I'm like, what? <laughs> All right. So, um... One of Jimmy's sermons is going to be the God of the Reformation. Bam. Dang, that sounds good. Bam. I want to hear that. Well, you're gonna. I, well, I've, I might not be around for that session. <laughs> you're um, one of those speakers. <laughs> might, yeah. And then uh, I, one of mine is going to be on the uh, blessing of unity and division through theology. Mm, I love that word salad. Continue. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's scrumptious. Nom, 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 nom. And Jim the Man Renahan is going to be, do- you know what? I'm going to mix it up. He is going to do a biographical sermon on Kate or Katie Luther, Martin Luther's wife. Wow. All right, ladies. This is going to be good. This is going to be really good. My wife this is going to hear that. Good. She doesn't even know. She's going to hear that and she's going to be like, what the heck? I why know. did she not? Yeah, yeah. well, why- Because we got too much going on at home. Man, so man, looking forward to it. Sign and, up, um, sign up, sign up. Yeah, it's on Facebook and stuff. You just you just Google or search Facebook Doctrine and Devotion Conference. You'll find it on there. All right, man. I'm looking forward to seeing you, Michael Beck, and everyone there in Wellington, and uh, you guys in Australia. Get on over there. So, uh, what are we talking about today, Jimmy? What are we What are we doing? We're about to do something. Here. We're about to do something here. We are about to start a ten part series. All right, ten part, ten part, ten. Now it's you know if you're gonna like multi part. Series can be difficult. They can be. So, and you have 10, you got to come up with something for, like, you got to come up with how many, it's like a lot of subjects. You have 10 well, parts, it, you got to well, have... 10 subjects, then. Is that what it is? <laughs> 10 sessions, 10, 10, okay, so 10 subjects, that's a lot. So yeah, we're going to do 10, and we came up with the most original series possible. All right. This took even, a lot of us. Well, it, it, it takes a lot of creativity to do this sort of a thing. All right, here you guys go. You ready? Okay. 10 part series. On the 10 commandments. Oh. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. <laughs> We're going to get our Ten Commandment on. Now, uh, this, what just happened right now is all of our New Covenant theologian listeners, they just turned it off. They're like, oh, I'm out. Peace out, everybody. I don't want to li- no, I'm just kidding. They'll listen anyways. Um, now, the, 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 t- the Ten Commandments, Yeah. Uh, as, as Reformed Baptists, mm. we believe that the Ten Commandments are perpetually binding, that they reveal the law of God uh, for everyone. And that uh, that these are laws that are relevant today. They were written uh, by the finger of God in tablets mm-hmm. of stone, yeah. indicating their permanence. Right. The That's rest right. of the laws in the old covenant were not. They were dictated, and Moses wrote them down with a big ballpoint pen. That's exactly on what parchment, happened. something like that. Um, and so, just to kind of give you a, a, a little bit of where we're coming from here, uh, in the 1689 uh, chapter 19 on the law of God, paragraph five, it says this. The moral law does forever bind all, as well as justified persons as others, to the obedience thereof, and that not only in regard of the matter contained in it, but also in respect of the authority of God the Creator who gave it. Neither does Christ in the gospel any way dissolve, but much strengthen this obligation. In other words, 
the Ten Commandments are not just there to show us that we are sinful. Which is the first use of the law. Second use of the law? I'm looking at okay. uh, some notes right here. All right, well, you, you can go either way. Right? Okay, okay. So you got the you've got the you, you've got the civil use that restrains uh, the law. The second use of the law. Yep. Yeah. Continue. Uh, so you got the, the civil use, uh, which would say the the threatenings of punishment uh, deter people from disobedience and yep. inclines them to obedience. Uh, and then you've got uh, this um, this use of the law that guides us to Christ by showing us our our our. our corruption and our yep. sin. But the third use of the law is what we're talking about here. The law remains uh, a, a rule for godly living. Um, and this law that is still in place for us, uh, it doesn't make us acceptable to God or obedience of it. It doesn't make us uh, you know, presentable to God. It is uh, something that we delight in because yeah. it brings safety. It brings the delight of God. Um it is uh, the, the, the Ten Commandments given to us, and then, they, of course, they are unpacked and explained in the New Testament in a variety of ways, is a gift. God has told us exactly what he wants us to do, how he mm-hmm. wants us to live. And so now we— And that which is best for us. Absolutely. In, in, in every sphere of life, we yeah. know that God has given us direction. So um, we'll read more from the 1689 in the series as we're going on through this. But uh, Ten Commandments, two tables— Mm-hmm. We've got the the first four yep. that specifically relate to uh, God and man, and then the second table, commandments five through ten, that uh, show us uh, how we are supposed to relate to one another in righteousness. Right. That's it. So why don't we go ahead and get started? And I'll start. Uh, do you want me to? I'm going to go ahead and start in Exodus twenty. That's a good place. And uh, I'll just. You want to go through the whole thing, or I'm just going to start with the top. Just one, read right? the first one. Just we, read the first. We, I'll just read the we first ain't got three time verses. To read, first three yeah, verses. Yeah. All right, here we go. And God spoke all these words, saying, "I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery." And then verse three, "You shall have no other gods before me." All right. So there, the, the the command itself is pretty simple. You shall have no other gods before yeah. me. But he doesn't just say that. Does he? He introduces it in verse two. And yeah, exactly. It says, I am the Lord, your God, and I brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. What, what is he saying? What is this indicating when we, we hear the law like this and he's going to issue us these these commands, these mm-hmm. imperative, but he starts it with that. What does all of that mean? I mean, it feels like it, it's saying that ownership, there's like a redemption there. There's mm-hmm. there's there's a claim of this is my possession. You are my possession. Yeah, there's there's a there's a there's an established relationship yep. already. I am your God. You are my people. I'm the one who redeemed you. Mm-hmm. So here is my law. So we don't have the law as believers as a, as a burden to break us, but yeah. as a blessing to guide us, right? And so one of the refer- one of the references that we're going to encourage throughout this series, if you're only going to buy one thing on one the Ten thing. Commandments, this is it right here. We're going to recommend Thomas Watson on the Ten Commandments. Mm. You can get that in hardcover or paperback or ebook or whatever. You can read it online for free. We'll link to all of that, but you need to own a copy of it because this is a great work. And um, let's uh, let's go ahead and and encourage you to read that and so some of what we'll say will be prompted by watson yeah and we'll indicate that if we're pulling anything directly from him but uh, one of the things that he does early on in his treatment of the first commandment is he talks about the the necessity of god being our god that if 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 this is going to be a commandment that we take seriously uh you shall have no other gods before me then 
implicit in this, right, and a part of it yeah. is that, well, that God is your God and you are his people. So what does it mean for God to be our God, at least, you know, according to Watson? According to Watson, I mean, first, uh, that we must acknowledge him mm. as God. Right. Right? I mean, you look at something like uh, 1 Corinthians 8, 4. We know that an idol is nothing. Like, there is mm. no other God. There is nothing else. That is, There's not something else that saves the Lord is the God. The Lord, he is God. Looking at 1 Kings 18.39. So we acknowledge him to be the only God. Yeah, so, I mean, we're talking monotheism here. Yeah. And, and this... There is nothing else. There is, yeah. There is false gods. This, yeah. is, this is why the Puritans talk about religion. And uh, they, they, don't, they, don't, they don't talk about religion as if it's a bad thing. Because there is only one religion which is our faith, That's Christianity. Right. And then every other so-called religion is what they would call false religion. Yep. Right? So there is only one God, and then there are false gods out there. Yeah. So you can refer to other religions and other gods, but they are false gods and false religions. And this is so offensive. People don't like this idea that no. we would say, oh, no, there's only one God. No, no. I mean, yeah, people just get all up in arms. They're like, man, how could you be so exclusive? How could you uh, belittle somebody else? Who, who gives you the right to believe that that this is the only way. Why is your God that, that, that you kind of made up better than somebody else's God? Exactly. We're all yep. just making it up. I mean, that's kind of the sentiment, That's right? the sentiment of our culture today, we're, yeah. We're all pretending, and we don't believe that at all. We believe that there is one God, a triune God, who created the heavens and the earth and who owns us outright as creator, but then who doubly owns us because he redeems us through his Son. This is huge. So, all right, so we have to acknowledge him as God. Watson goes on to say that uh, for God to be our God, we have to choose him. And then he, he quotes, uh, you know, Joshua, choose this day whom you will serve. Um, Which it, now for our reform listeners, they might be like, well, hold on here. <laughs> we Whoa, don't choose. We don't choose God. God, God, <laughs> God chooses us. What is this Armenian theology? Yeah, obviously, uh, we do choose God. We do believe in God. We do repent of our sins. Of course, that's a consequence of God's regenerating yeah. power in us. He, you know, God renews our minds so that we can choose Him. Uh, but yeah, the will is, in a sense, freed from bondage to sin, and then we choose. But the whole point here that Watson is making is that, um, you know, he says it this way, religion is not a matter of chance, but choice. Yeah. Right, so... Um, and, and part of this, you know, if you're going to choose God, if you're going to acknowledge God, Watson makes the point that there has to be knowledge. Yeah. You, you can't have this God as God. You cannot choose him if you don't know who he is and what he is like. Now, that is essentially what we would call theology. Yeah. You can't know God. He cannot be your God if you don't have some theological framework. So Now, Joe, I mean, I feel like I don't, I don't, need, I don't need to be reading these things. I just need a relationship. I mean, Joe, right. why, what is all this right, like yeah. this highfalutin reading? Why should I have to read these old dead guys or or, or read scripture or grow in, in theology when all I isn't it just enough that I know that Jesus loves me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know what? What we'd like to point out to people who make that argument, and believe me, a lot of people make that. I a had lot a lot of people. And when I was in Bible college, I was a freshman. The senior was graduating, and I was arguing with him about the importance of theology, and he said, "I don't need that theology crap." I just need to love Jesus. This was, wait, this was at Moody? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, and so, same thing, right? And, yeah, no, uh, that's the exact same thing. But, you know, it, it, all of that begs the question, right? Okay, well, who is this God that you believe in? And what does it mean to have a relationship with him? Yeah. I mean, for me to have a relationship with my wife means something different than the relationship that I have with the fofo. 
right? Because there are different people. There are different relationship standards. One is better than the other. What One is more profound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one, is, one is life-changing and fulfilling. I don't want to, I'm not saying, but. Yeah, I know. He's pointing at I'm me. I'm not pointing at anything. Oh, I'm no, just saying, no, whatever. Um, I get it. So, and what does it mean to love, right? Loving God is a theological issue. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, you, you really can't get away from it. And listen, you don't like the highfalutin reading. What, you, you prefer the lowfalutin reading? You're like, uh, <laughs> like falutin free reading? Is that what you're into? That's what I'm into. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it, so, it, yes, I think there is definitely a temptation, and we can get into this, for the accumulation of knowledge itself to become an idol. Oh, yeah. There, there but, are plenty of people that are like that. But that's not what we're talking about. You have to know God. For God to be your God, you need a number of these things, right? What else does Watson say? You, well, you need to, like, I think part of that is deliberate. You actually need to think about these things. Mm. Like, I mean, Jesus even talked about that. Count the cost right. of what it means to follow me. And I think as we know God, as we see who God is, we see what he has done, um, we can't help but, I think, devote ourselves to him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we, we when we see God for as glorious as he is... We are, I think Watson even uses the word, we're stricken, mm-hmm. right? Like we we desire to be with him. We desire to follow after him. We desire to to worship and glorify him. Right, right. And that, you know, that glorify him, Watson talks about that later on. I mean, he's got like a, a thousand sub points here. We're not going to look at Yeah, we're not going to go through every single. But, <laughs> but like, yeah, uh, you know, that we, we will fear him. We will adore him. Yeah. Like, in other words, we will worship him. Uh he, uh, he he's pushing us uh, to um, to not just acknowledge God with our mouths or with our words, but with our hearts. That yeah. that we will be compelled to sing His praises uh, in faith. That we will bow down to Him, uh, not just genuflecting with you know bodily form, yeah. but with our wills. That uh, we will delight in Him above all other things. Um, and he says to have, and it relates to this, to have God to be a God to us is to love him yeah. in the godly fear and love kiss each other. Puritans are awesome, dude. Watson is so great. But I think, you know, like I said, there's a lot of subheadings, so, but we'll go with uh, to have him to be our God is to then obey him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's part of even a previous point that we didn't talk about is like entering into that covenant with him, mm-hmm. that there's this agreement. There's this desire to uh, for communion. Yeah. And that there's an aspect of that that I mean, you know, uh, what is I mean, what does scripture say? Right. Those who who love me know my commands. Yeah. Right. And they, they, they follow these things. Right. right. Jesus, says, if you love me, you will do what I say. That's it. I mean, it's it's obedience. Because part of that is, you know, I'm just going to say, because we have faith and trust and love in him, knowing that he is that his will is perfect and good yeah. for us. Yeah. Uh, hey, before we go on, you know, you got your uh, your earbuds in yep. and you got like the, Jimmy's beard okay. is so big. He puts the earbuds in. But we don't the, need to talk about this. But the, the cord sits on top of his beard. It looks like. It looks like you have an oxygen mask on. Why don't you take that out? Yeah. Well, is that a is that a, a weight joke? No, I would be talking about sleep apnea if I was making a weight <laughs> joke. And that I don't like, have uh, yet. Yeah, well, yet. I think you do because uh, we have bunked together at a All few right, places. Continue on. Homeboy and I, snores. I snore, yes. Yeah, that's some sleep apnea going on. <laughs> it's not apnea. All right, keep Okay, so back, back to the commandment, right? Yep. You shall have no other gods before me. It implies that God must be our God and that there must be no other gods. Like, and it's not just that there are no other gods. That's yeah. a reality, but there must not be any other gods that you serve or bow down to. So God must be first. That's right. right. So what are we saying 
when we're saying there you, there must not be any other gods before God. Mm-hmm. What what are we? What is what is God telling us there when He says there nothing else before Me? Yeah, I mean that 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 there's nothing else before Me, right? That we we cling to Him is that it means uh, uh, before our eyes, before our sight, uh, that there is there is no other idol. Like there's, there's nothing else that we look to for our sense of worth and mm-hmm. satisfaction there and our is. trust yeah. and our affection and our love, other than God himself so we can't esteem anything else worthy like we do god we don't so i mean like well i mean i love i love love my kids i esteem can i esteem like you know what i'm trying to get to is that like we have a lot of things like i think when we talk about idolatry we really focus on on you know lust and we focus on money and we focus on greed and all these things we tend to focus on those bad things on those quote unquote bad things but but what about our our sense of security yeah what about our sense of uh, a sense of family, or or how about this, America? Yeah, America, America. Uh, so I know you're, you're you're leading me into something. Oh, and I'm I got trying to avoid it. Oh, I'm not I got going, I'm not biting. I'm oh, not you're biting. gonna bite. No. Hey, Joe, tomorrow's Independence Day. Are we gonna oh, go ahead and wave some flags? See? And okay. And- <laughs> oh, I hate you. Yes. Okay. So here's the thing, Jimmy and I, mm. we love our country. Love it, America. We love our country, um, and we respect. Uh, our governing officials. Yep, we pray uh, for them. We we respect. We have we have cop friends. We love our country. I would rather live in America than any other country. And although I love America, I also hate America. There's any any. If you're mm-hmm. a Christian, you have to have a love hate relationship with wherever you live. Yep, absolutely. So there's corruption, and there's a lot of things that you can bemoan and mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. hate. Yeah, why don't so, you get to the point, I, I just, Joe? But I just want to be clear. I just want you to get to the I point. I want to be clear. I love America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you hate it, but continue. No, no, no. I love America. Well, I love Joe, America. I, I, I love our constitution. I know, but Joe, I don't see us doing the Pledge of Allegiance on Sunday mornings. Yeah, I don't see our flag raised. No, why, why don't nah, we have the American flag? Nah. For the record, we don't even have the Christian flag. Okay, but Joe, that's why cheesy. can't we shoot off fireworks in celebration okay, of so, our freedom? All right, so I don't remember. Some Baptist church in Texas had a big... Uh, <laughs> this is recent, isn't it? Yeah, it was last. It was. I don't know when it was, but some some Southern Baptist church uh, in Texas had a big like Freedom Sunday or something. Yeah, something like that. And so you know, and they did the kind of you know you think uh, when we talk about corporate worship, you know, we think reverence. Yeah, yeah, we think yeah. Theology. Mm-hmm. You know, we think um, joyful sobriety, right? And so you know, they were waving American flags and mm. shooting off fireworks in their sanctuary inside the sanctuary. Um, and and but singing, you know, they're, but singing, they were singing "God uh, Bless America." Is what they were saying. Oh, yeah. No, not, not 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 like good hymns and stuff like that. Oh, they were. Yeah. Why do you hate America so much, Joe? Okay. No, I hate that form of idolatry. Uh, that's what I do not like. <gasps> I do not. Here's idolatry. the thing. All right. So here's the thing. When when we started Redeemer, right? Mm-hmm. We got this amazing church building, and uh, wait, what? and then you. And then well, we was sold it, was it, it before this. Yeah, one? we sold that building and moved into this janky building. <laughs> okay, God, no, no, no. I was like, well, so we got this, this one. We got this building, and um, it's a great building. We're so happy to have it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, thank and you. And there was Jesus. sanctuary in there, and uh, there were two flags posted up at the front. Wait, this sanctuary? Uh huh. There was an American flag. Yeah. And a Christian flag. So I went and took those flags and I put them back in the baptistry area. Okay. Uh, listen, uh, again, I love America. Uh, I, I'm super uh, happy that God put me here, and I love our constitution, all that. All right, but uh, that has no place in the corporate worship of the church. And you're right; I agree. As that, much as we're joking around, I, that, I agree with you 100. I, I don't. I, I, I. It's God before country. It's not God and country. It's God before country. Yeah. And now I am grateful that uh, 
though our freedoms are eroding, <laughs> that, uh, that we can worship freely here and um, w- without threat of real persecution. So I'm, I'm happy for that. But the, no, we're not doing the Pledge of Allegiance in church. No, uh, we're, 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 not having the, we're not singing God Bless America, and we're not waving American flags in there. I mean, just only the staff meeting, we do the, the Allegiance player. Yeah. Uh, no, we don't do that. Um, so I, I think that we run the risk of turning anything good into an idol, uh, and, and usually it's not like it becomes a full-blown idol that we obviously bow down and worship to, yeah. except in the case of this church in, in Texas. But um, I, I do think that we tend to lean into these things and begin to trust in them and begin to exalt them so that, wow, you know what? We do have other gods before God. There are other gods, and it's that unintentional, rise up. right? Like these are yeah. good things. It's okay to be patriotic. We're not. I want you to be patriotic. That's wrong. We're not saying it's wrong to love your family and to care and to to devote yourself to them. That's not what we're saying at all. Yeah, I think what Joe is saying though is that uh, we need to be careful and watchful that these good things don't become idols in our heart and they don't come before God in our lives. Right. Tim Keller, he talks, he did a really good job talking about that in the book, Counterfeit Gods, right? Yep. That idols are when we take, usually we take a good thing and we make it an ultimate thing. Yep. You know, yep. We derive our identity from it. Like you were saying, we derive our, our sense of peace from it or our sense of wholeness from it. Um, we think it can deliver us. Watson says to love anything more than God is to make it a God. If we love our estate more than God, we make it a God. The young man in the gospel loved his gold better than his savior. The world lay nearer his heart than Christ. Mm. So he he says the covetous man is called an idolater. Why? Because he loves his estate more than God and so makes it his God. Though he does not bow down to an idol, if he worships the graven image in his coin, he is an idolater. That which has most of the heart, we make a God of. Now that can be our country, it can be a political leader, um, it can be our wife or our husband, our yep. children. It can be ministry. It can oh, be yeah. our church. It can be our denomination. It can be our pastor. I mean, you look at yep. there's a number of churches that are like that, right? Like, yeah, I don't want to go into that. Sorry, because yeah. I'm so no. We, we we do. We we do. We furtick that stuff. And <laughs> wait, what? What are you what talking about? Thinking. What? What are you laughing? <laughs> anyway, so. But we do, we, and we, we are prone to that. So we need yeah. the law to, to push on us, to remind us there should be no other gods before us. Um, like in, in our context, you can see it working itself out. Like, and I guess I'll ask you the question, Jimmy. All right. How can you tell on a practical level if we are in danger of someone or something, even those good things, becoming a god to us? What are some practical ways you can tell? Well, I think there's there's definitely two things, right? One, do we trust in it more and do we love it more? You know what I mean? I think if if we trust in this, if we trust in um, in our own, you know, Watson talks about that. He, if we trust in our own wisdom, mm-hmm. right? If we trust in our good works, if we if we trust in uh, in our own, I guess, uh, goodness or, or grace, I think is is the way he would define that towards Mm -hmm. others. If we trust in these things rather than trusting in God himself, that might be an idol. Yep. I mean, you think about, you know, do I delight in something more than God? And it's not that you can't delight in these things. You should delight in these things. Yeah. There's a lot of great things that, that were created and it is good. Delight in your wife, the wife of your youth, we're told, right? Um, And we can delight in our kids, but and we can delight in our church. Absolutely. And we can be delighted that in our country, or we, we, we can be you know delighted in, in all these great gifts that God has given us, 
But it can't be that they have to be very subservient to the giver of those gifts. I mean, and I'm not even kidding. Like, so I'm I'm not walking around wearing, um, you know, American flag t-shirts and stuff. No. But the truth, only because I respect the flag so much. Uh, but I, I, but I really, I really do love we, um, that we live in this country. I love yeah. the freedoms that we have. Uh, I love the Bill of Rights. I love the Declaration of Independence. I'm so happy with these things as worldly creations. I think that they are very good. But what you're talking about is when something that is good, we begin to trust in it. We begin to find our identity in it. Mm-hmm. Or we, like another way to put it is in the negative. What happens if we lose it? Yeah. Do we do we lose a sense of life? Can we go on living without it? Does That's life really lose good. its meaning if we no longer have it? Watson says it this way. If we love a child more than God, we make a God of it. How many of guilty, I'm sorry, how many are guilty in this kind? They think of their children and delight more in them than in God. They grieve more for the loss of their firstborn than for the loss of their first love. This is to make an idol of a child and to set it in God's room. Thus God is often provoked to take away our children. If we love the jewel more than him that gave it, God is likely to take away the jewel that our love may again return to him. Now that's a packed statement with a whole lot of implications in it that we're not going to get into right yeah. now. But, and I think we take that with a grain. You know what I mean? Like I think we, we're not saying, and I don't think Watson is saying, mourning, right? Like that, that mourning is wrong. Right? Like, of course people, we mourn. I understand that a parent will be destroyed. Like I get that. I we've mean, walked parents we've through this. We've walked people through that. Yet, I've as my ex, my experience with walking with people has been that even in the midst of that, they find the grace of God mm-hmm. in leaning in the hope that God is sovereign. Right. The loss of something like a child or a spouse or anything yeah. that is dear and precious to us that God has gifted us with um, that can that breaks you. Yeah. And you could say it destroys you. But then God rebuilds you. Yes. And he builds you up. In the case of David, we see that it was uh, related to idolatry. But it's not always related to idolatry. Exactly. Um, exactly. And so we just want to be really clear there. So, yes, you can tell by virtue of what comes first. What what gets your attention? What do you sacrifice for? That's like, really good. How much yeah. do I sacrifice and to what? Um, so what takes priority in that sense? What would I grieve over? And again, you can grieve, but... How much do you grieve? And does life lose all of its meaning? To have anything but... You know what else can be a God? What's that? Reformed theology. No. Sure, totally possible. No. <laughs> Man, it is easy for us to love a system more than a savior. We yeah. like... We, we And listen, I was that guy. I was that guy in Bible college. I loved having the answers. Um, uh, I, I, I loved having verses that I could bring out real quick and shoot people with to show that they're wrong. Um, I loved having a system, but... And I, I loved reading books more than the book. And I, I went through a few years like that where it, I clearly was allowing truth yeah. to become more important than the truth giver. And you shouldn't be able to, to like separate them out like that. You can't receive truth for, without the truth giver. And if, and if you love the truth and you love the giver of the truth more, it should be that way. But Absolutely. it's easy for us to get um, really corrupted in that. So uh, I, think what, I think the important thing to do here as I'm looking at it is I want to look at this and go, okay, God is my God. He redeemed me. I must have no other gods before him. So now the question is, do I have other gods? Yeah. Take inventory. What are the things that I love? These are good things. What are the things that I love? I love my friends, my, my, my church. I love my family. 
Cigars. I love cigars. <laughs> I love a lot of things. Okay, so now, do they all fall into their proper place under the authority of God, or are they rising up in my hearts to compete with him? That's, it's not an easy question. No, I mean, it's, it's e- not. It's it simple, but it's it not take, easy. And, and it, takes, it takes a willingness to, to really see yourself. Everybody who's serious about this right now should say, I'm going to take out a piece of paper, and I'm going to write down the things that I love that God has blessed me with. Yeah. You should actually write that down, articulate it, and then begin to search your heart. Are these things rising up to compete with God for my affections and my devotion? Or is God esteemed so highly in my heart that everything else falls into its proper place? More than likely, most of us are going to see, I need to check myself here. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. I, I would think so. And, and this is not just a one-time exercise. Right? No this way. Is, this, is, this is an inventory that needs to happen. I would... I, daily for me, every day, I, I, every day, every day, I need to look at certain situations and go, why am I reacting the way I'm reacting? Oh, okay. Because my pride is my idol. Mm-hmm. My, my status in, in other people's eyes has become my idol. You know, my comfort has become my idol. And so I need to, to take that inventory and try to, I mean, the way I, for me, you know, I, I see this more often when I'm driving. Yeah. You know, when I think, Hey, I've got the right of way. I should, I am more important than the rest of you. Uh, get out of my way. I see. I, I'm, I'm worse. I don't think I have the right of way. I think I have the only way. Okay. <laughs> That's what I do when I'm driving. Everybody get out of my way. I have get the out. only way. There you go. All right. So we want to encourage you guys pick up Watson's book. You can find it online. Look for it in the show notes. If you just want to read it online for free, you can do that. Boom. Lots of places. But we're going to encourage you get a copy. In fact, don't get a paperback. Get a hardcover like I do, like Jimmy does, because you're going to want to keep that thing on your shelf and you're going to yeah. want to read it over and over again. Jen and I read it to each other when we were dating in the 90s. That's and now hot. we have it and we and I still reference that edition. Oh yeah. It's hot. So, check it out. If you would like to support the podcast, there are some things you can do that would really be a big help to us. You can really partner with us in that. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Doc and Devo. You can find us on Facebook and like our page. That's always really nice. But you know what we'd like you to do is go over to, what's it called? Apple, iTunes, iTunes. iTunes. Go to iTunes. Yeah, good job, buddy. Good job. Go over to iTunes and uh, find our podcast. We know you're already subscribing because uh, if you don't, then you obviously don't love us. So subscribe, but then leave us a five-star review. We get tons of reviews. And I'm not being presumptuous when I say leave us a five-star review because- We just know we're that good. That's what we deserve. Um, leave us a, a nice review. That would be a big help. And Jimmy, uh, if they want to uh, support the podcast financially, what are some ways they can do that? Uh, one, you can- uh Use, you know, click through on Amazon, yeah. on any of the Amazon links. It doesn't add anything to you, but we get a little bit of a, uh, a kickback from Amazon. It helps us to pay that. for all the stuff that we got to pay for to make this thing work. That's it. You can head on over to DoctrineDevotion.com, uh, and we have the store page there. You can go ahead and grab yourself some merchandise. Uh, you, while you're there, you can click on the Contact Us page, leave us any messages. Well, how does that help us financially? It doesn't help us. But well, don't I, forget that, that, that noise. I don't care about I that. But I want to hear from people. No, I, I want to send I checks. Send, send money. <laughs> you can also click on the sign-up page, and there you can get on our email list. Oh, they're going to want to do that. You're going to want to do that. Big thanks to Justin Bond of J. Bond Media, the audiovisual wizard of doctrine and devotion. If you've got any audiovisual photography needs, hit up jbondmedia.com, and he will hook you up. Fresh pod every Monday and Thursday. Fresh and hot. Hot pod. Blog posts on Wednesdays. Piping hot. Something soon on Fridays and maybe Tuesdays. Ooh. Later.